Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What's going on, guys? Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to give you a quick update on the Ready Eddy membership program. To this point, we've grown to have thousands of products from up-and-coming startups and small businesses in the outdoor travel and lifestyle space on the platform. You can save up to 50% off all of these products, anything from skis to jackets to food bars to supplements. Anything you could think of to support your outdoor activities is on the platform from small up-and-coming brands. It's a great opportunity to support small businesses while also discovering brands that you've never heard of. You can show off the new gear to your friends and also save a ton while doing it. If you're interested in checking it out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members to get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Lives In Designs. Lives In creates durable, versatile clothing so you can own less and spend more time doing the things you love. Learn more by heading to livesin.com. That's L-I-V-S-N.com. What is going on, Red Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, host. On today's episode, I am sitting down um, with the founders of Handy Shower. Uh, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves and say your names because I would totally butcher it otherwise. <laughs> but welcome. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. And uh, yeah, please introduce yourselves uh, to the audience. Hi, my name is Gisław. Uh, I am an engineer, inventor, and founder of uh, Handy Shower. Hi, I'm Susanna. I'm Zisrav's daughter, and I'm co-founder of Handy Shower. Awesome. Okay, so for the listeners that may not be familiar with Handy Shower, how would you best describe it to them? Um, Handy Shower is a portable, efficient, and lightweight personal hygiene device. So um, it is basically a shower, but it can be also used as a tap and a bidet. And it provides uh, users with the ability to maintain basic personal hygiene in places with um, no access to water, uh, or to running water or pipeline. That's, that's so interesting. We've actually been able to use it for the last uh, couple of days. We filmed our review yesterday, and i got to say, it's actually the, the, the nozzle is actually mm-hmm. the water pressure is crazy how like yes. how well it works we were we were both really shocked when we were going through the actual uh process of using it and like you advertise it doesn't use a ton of water which i know is one of the kind of the main purposes of it um mm-hmm. but i'd love to ask you guys like what made you guys decide to start a company that makes this pot a portable hygiene system um, so it's actually a pretty funny story because my dad is an engineer who uh, worked on something completely different related to uh, lighting. With fiber optic sensors. <laughs> yes, fiber optic sensors. And my mom had problem with um, with putting screen wash um, in her car. So she didn't want to open the bonnet and she asked my dad, um, you know, you are an engineer. Please, yeah. uh, please make something that uh, that will put screen wash without me having to touch the car. <laughs> um, and he did it. Um, he came up with a really great system, uh, and um, we we or my dad uh, at the time he showed it at the um, outdoor uh, mechanic uh, event in in, in Germany. Um, 
but people weren't quite convinced because a lot of people actually like uh, doing things in their cars, uh, opening the bonnet, etc. Only only women said that it is especially for them. Uh, most men said that it's no problem to open the bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but we, uh, my dad invented this this great valve that um, we didn't exactly know a second purpose for. Uh, but at the time I was in school and I was doing some research on, um, on, on water scarcity in India, especially water mafia, because in New Delhi, um, the, the pipelines only centered in the, in the city and on the outskirts, people don't have access to water. So, um, some people wanted to profit of that and steal water from the city center and sell it for crazy inflated prices um, in those suburban areas. Um, and people like that, they had around 10 liters of water f to use uh, for an entire week uh, for a family of or f uh, four or more. Um, so I realized that there, there's a huge problem with, with water availability in, in places like that. And people don't necessarily have a way of distributing that water. Um, so I told my dad that, well, we could use it as a as a as a way of distributing water in places um, that don't have pipeline, like remote places, uh, mountainous areas in Latin America, refugee camps, um, deserts, um, also. People who 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 go on uh, outer trips or um, do other crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so how how many years ago was this that you kind of started to work through this whole process? So uh, we I have started uh, work on this uh, technology about six seven seven years ago, uh, but uh, the solution for Personal hygiene, I start develop about uh, four years ago. And then, so once you fine-tuned um, sort of the prototype, right, the first sort of iteration of it, uh, mm -hmm. what were the next steps for really getting Handy Shower off the ground? So it was, uh, we, we made first prototype. I show for some people. They said that they must improve something. So I improved this. Uh, I change something and then show to the another group of people. I have another uh, feedback. And then uh, on this iteration process uh, during the last two years, we have uh, really improved uh, the handy shower that can perfectly work as a tap, a sh shower or bidet. Uh, yes, we also had two crowdfunding campaigns. One was on the Polish crowdfunding site and it was a great success and one was on Indiegogo. Um, at first, I, I feel like we had problems with marketing it very well um, because we just targeted one group of potential buyers um, and Handy Shower um, kind of allows for this full spectrum of, of uses. So also a full spectrum of different people who can use it, including uh, people that are in the outdoor business, uh, the military or um, um, or humanitarian um, uh, sector. Right, right. You're kind of realizing all the different sort of demographics that can really utilize the handy shower. 
Um, okay, so you, you run the Kickstarter campaigns. Um, you sort of learn a lot about how to target and market the Handy Shower. What, what really, um, what happened next? Um, I think, well, we're still in process of making it even better. So um, we actually, mm, from the funds that we gathered, we produced a small batch of, uh, of handy showers and we uh, distributed them around the world for further testing. But this time, well, we wanted to test it outside of, of, um, of our context here in Warsaw, uh, where everything works really well and we have running water. Um, so it was actually tested in refugee camps and in slums in Lima in Peru. And we have obtained further feedback from um, different NGOs um, and people who actually use it in situations um, uh, well, our t target situations. So we're uh, in the process of of producing our last final, uh, the best version of handy shower. So to change the construction isn't so not so easy. It is not software that you can change the fuel lines very quickly. Uh, when we change uh, one part, which is made from plastic, we must uh, produce new mold, and this uh, takes uh, two months. And then uh, we wait for uh, prototypes, and then we check if everything is okay. Sometimes it's not okay, so we must improve again. And all this uh, takes a lot of time. Oh, yeah, fine-tuning and manufacturing always takes forever. Where, where do you guys manufacture the handy shower? So the parts are produced in China, Taiwan, and Poland. And the assembling we made in Poland. Right. Now, did... You obviously have a background in engineering. Did you have any mentors along this process to really help you uh, pick the manufacturing partners and just make sure that, um, I guess, help you along the whole process, whether it was making sure that you're creating a product that's valuable to these people who don't have access to running water and then also um, just making a product that's also valuable to people that are outdoor enthusiasts? So we have uh, participated in two accelerators, one in Poland, one in Holland. Uh, and also we have uh, mentors which uh, help us uh, in uh, all research and developing. Is there anything in particular that you feel like they've like really helped you guys with in terms of, of developing the product? Uh, the best uh, suggestion I got from the guys from UNICR, from Jordan, uh, they sit at the place and they, they, don't, uh, they know exactly what is necessary for these people in refugees camp. Uh, we, we are, uh, the people sit somewhere in the desert without access to running water. And I have a very good uh, suggestion uh, and now we are improving uh, handy shower according to these suggestions. I want to ask you a couple questions. How many pairs of pants do you own that you truly love? How long does the average pair of pants that you own last? Lives and Designs was founded on the idea of creating the perfect pair of pants for any adventure. I've personally been wearing their canvas pants for the last five months and I love them. 
I've used them climbing, hiking, camping around New York City, and Livzen's mission is to really help people do more with less. They do this by creating pants and other products that are multi-use and that last. Livzen Designs offers a lifetime at-cost repair program to keep your gear lasting long and our clothing out of the landfill. In addition to a lifetime manufacturer's warranty against defects. To learn more, head to livesin.com. That's L-I-V-S-N.com. What were some of the, uh, I guess, suggestions that they made? Like how, how has the, um, the product changed from the feedback uh, from these people? Uh, for example, we changed this uh, connection uh, to the handy shower, connection to the, uh, to the cord. Wa- to the water or, or, or the tube for uh, water the, the hose the hose yeah the hose uh, we changed the um, material uh, from the beginning it was pvc now is silicon rubber uh, we also changed the body it is shorter and it is easier to change the hose yes so we aim to make the device even smaller and even lighter um yeah, and <laughs> make it more portable. Yeah, I was honestly, I was very surprised how small it was when it showed up. And and will be still smaller, uh, still lighter, lightweight. Uh, and uh, the next step is a special construction only for hand washing. So we call, call this camp tap. So it will be uh, mostly for hand washing, but will be also with portable sink. So it will be easy to take somewhere uh, to wash hands in uh, tent, in also in car, in airplane or helicopter, <laughs> in many places. That's really interesting. Now, um, okay, so the last couple of years have really been time to fine-tune the product and really get it um, to the point where it really addresses all of the problems, right, that you're trying to solve. Uh, for people who don't have access to to running water, and then also for the outdoor community, um, what are the steps going forward in terms of um, selling the product and marketing it? Do you plan on doing direct to consumer, or are you thinking more retail? What are your thoughts uh, going forward um, with that? Um, so uh, eventually, we will want to sell it to individual consumers. Right now, we're still testing the device, so we're actually uh, trying to gather some statistics: how much water it saves per per uh, one hand wash, um, how durable it is. We actually uh, tested it recently, and we got uh, up to eight hundred thousand um, kind of presses on the device, and it still worked. Uh, after 800,000 started leaking a little bit, but I think um, I think individual consumers severely. It was special yeah. testing uh, <laughs> system for pushing uh, all the day, so it was eight months of pushing eight hours per day. Oh man! <laughs> so so the valve uh, the valve still worked. Um, it leaked a little bit, but at least we know that it's very durable at this point. Uh, however, we still want to test it in in um, uh, kind of the, the context with with no water to see um, how much water it saves and, and get some uh, clear statistics. Because uh, for now, we just know that it's a good device, but we don't really have the numbers to put on it. Um, 
But we are also planning another crowdfunding campaign, this time with uh, with the newer generation of the device, the CampTap, that's um, only for uh, hand washing. Um, and we're planning on um, having an Indiegogo campaign at the end of um, August, September? No, no, uh, September, September or October. September or October, okay. Perfect. So anyone who's listening to this uh, in September and October, definitely uh, uh, search for the Handy Shower Indiegogo campaign. You can support them in uh, in producing and offering this awesome new product for people outdoor enthusiasts and obviously for um, people living in areas without access to water. Now, I want to ask you, what has been the hardest part about starting and and, and creating Handy Shower? Mm, I think uh, one of the hardest parts uh, is the fact that it's a completely new idea for us because my dad has worked in a different field before and I'm still a university student so that's my first uh, kind of company Um, but it's quite hard to permeate the market because a lot of um, um, well the market's very foreign to us and we didn't have many connections in it Um, and we were also trying to to enter the humanitarian uh, market which is also very close and very uh, different from um, what we worked with before. So we had to uh, start going different events, uh, trying to uh, make connections with people who work in those uh, in those sectors. Um, we also began traveling um, to places like Jordan uh, or Nigeria or Cote d'Ivoire um, to to kind of establish. Uh, uh, the connection, and we're of course entering the African market, which is very different from from what we have here in Europe, uh, and it requires different kind of approaching, uh, different kind of planning. Um, it's uh, well, it's a great experience, but it's it's quite hard uh, for people like us who are just gaining uh, the experience. Of course, yeah, no, I totally understand that. What would you say have been some of the biggest mistakes that you've made up to this point? Uh, I thought that uh, this device is very simple and and, uh, almost everyone can use this without instruction. And suddenly I recognized that this is uh, not so easy. So we prepare a very detailed instruction how to use this. Yes, with pictures, because, um, well, it seems very intuitive to us, because uh, to those listeners who don't know, Handy Shower works a little bit like a pen, so when you press on it like a pen, it, it uh, the water flows, and when you stop, when you release, the water stops. Um, and we thought that was very intuitive, but it, in many cultural contexts, it might not be, or to people who aren't familiar with the device, it might not be as simple to use. So that's something that we just um, recognized recently, and we're working on preparing very detailed um, instructions with pictograms uh, to kind of communicate um, both the way to use it and how to change the nozzles and also the purpose of it uh, just using pictograms. We also prepare some movie. Uh, we pu- will put this on uh, YouTube uh, that the people can uh, see how to use uh, hand shower or camp tap in the future. 
and the one that we received, you you um, had the the pictures on a quick drying towel, which I thought was clever. Definitely a good way to sort of help people figure out all the ways in which you can use it. I think I was really smart. Thank you. What advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a company, whether it was in the outdoor space, the humanitarian space, or just uh, a company um, similar to yours where you're manufacturing a unique new product? So I think first of all is to have some financial resources because all uh, test, uh, building prototype, uh, patent protection, etc. It is very costly. That's for sure. It definitely, <laughs> definitely can be very expensive. Um, for for a lot of the brands that we've interviewed, they've always said that the manufacturing part of it is always the most costly and expensive. And <laughs> if you can save in, in mistakes, there it can really um, uh, be an imperative part that can prevent your company from. Uh, going under in the early stages before you even really have a chance of of getting it out there, right? Because you can spend all your money trying to really fine-tune it and make a lot of mistakes that way. Yeah, I think something that I also learned throughout the process is not to be discouraged because um, for every five positive uh, feedback, there's one that's very negative and sometimes people aren't very convinced about um, about the device. Um, eventually, they turn around once we start uh, explaining how it works, etc. But um, in the very beginning, it was quite discouraging because um, during our first crowdfunding campaign, some people didn't really know the purpose of it. I think we weren't really good at marketing and with every crowdfunding campaign, we learned something more um, about the sector. But um, I think it's important that if you believe in your um, in your idea and you know it's useful and you have tested it with people and they have confirmed it, then um, try not to be discouraged at the first one negative comment. That's for sure. You need to have thick skin <laughs> in the early stages. Um, yes. Um, okay, so where do you see... Now, obviously, Handy Shower is in its early stages. Where do you see Handy Shower in the next year, five years, ten years down the road? Mm. So I think um, I think our primary um, target, I would say, is um, for humanitarian help. So I really see it being used in different refugee camps um, in in Kenya and Jordan. In places where, um, where where each person uh, has some a certain um, amount of water that's designated for a week, and they have to distribute it um, well, we see it also in um, in the Muslim community. So in the Middle East, people have um, have to um, who What's the word? Evolution. Evolution, yes. Identification. And they have to do it according to their religious um, belief. Uh, and that device is called Shataf. So we also des- uh, designed it to work as a Shataf. Um, so for people that are coming from Middle East to Europe, traveling, uh, pilgrims, uh, if they're going to Mecca, um, we see it serving um, serving a purpose in, in that market. Um 
We see also possibility to use this as a part of emergency kit in earthquake-prone areas. Oh, smart, really smart. Um, but, uh, oh, there is also one more sector that's um, kind of right after emergency, um, emergency uh, situations like earthquakes, etc. We see it as part of, um, of the medical equipment. So, for example, um, if doctors come and they, they fly with a helicopter, and they have to drop equipment and then uh, quickly treat people. We see it as a potential um, part of that process just because it provides an excellent way of um, of providing um, a way to, to maintain hygiene in, in um Without touching uh, the valve, actually, because we have um, a method of attaching a foot pump so that you don't have to touch it, you don't have to spread diseases like cholera. It is not exactly foot pump, it is more uh, like a pedal. pedal. Yeah, like a pedal. Only to open the valve. So it is very important when it's, for example, cholera outbreak, and it is uh, very important to wash hands without touching the tap. Right, right. No, that's a really good point. Uh, it's really interesting, all the different ways uh, in which you can utilize this. You know, coming from my background, which is the outdoors uh, outdoors industry, and that's sort of where my mind gravitated when I first saw this. But now having this conversation, hearing really all of the ways in which um, this handy shower can be utilized, it's kind of actually amazing. And um, I, I think what you guys are doing is, is really... Um, Awesome, not just from a uh, great product standpoint, but from a humanitarian standpoint. And I think um, I think the both of you should be really proud of what you've done so far. And I'm I'm really excited to see what you do going in the future with Handy Shower. Um, and for anyone who's listening to this before August sixth, you can actually enter uh, to win a Handy Shower along with a ton of other camping gear. Um, from up-and-coming brands in the outdoor space. Just head over to readyyeti.com for your chance to win. And with that, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to come on the podcast and share the story of Handy Shower and share your stories. Thank you so much. Thank you. I would like add that uh, we sell also part of uh, Handy Shower in one, by one, give one model, because I have visited many places around the world where people really need such equipment and they uh, can cannot afford for uh, existing equipment or have it is very difficult for them. So we plan to sell a part of a handy shower in buy one give one model. That means when someone buy, for example, in the United States, we will deliver something similar, for example, to IDP camp in, in uh, Nigeria or or Somalia. That's really awesome, and I think that's a that's a great way to really give back and help build awareness for, for the needs. You know, living in a country like the U.S. or in Europe, you don't really realize that a lot of the world doesn't have access to water. And it's, it's a problem that definitely needs to be solved. And I think you guys are definitely helping us move in that direction. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.